The early signs for Forbidden Door. Seems like it is going to be a damn good show. Welcome to Bunker Mania Wrestling, everybody. I am Jeremy Graves. I am joined here in the car studio by Tom Limbry. And we are here to discuss some happenings relating to the world of AEW. And in this case, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because... In the last couple of days on the, at the time we're recording this, New Japan Pro Wrestling held their big Dominion event, one of their annual staple shows. And Tom, it's fair to say from the get-go, some big things have been teased and or outright announced. Yeah, I think this is going to definitely top last year's Forbidden Door. And uh, I'm really interested to see where we go with it. And hopefully, fingers crossed... We go Carter and Danielson, but I'm sure we'll get into that in a moment. We will indeed. And if you are a first-time listener and or viewer to the podcast, thank you very much for checking us out. We hope you enjoy the show. If you do, why not tell a friend? And if you feel so inclined after listening to this, why not hit the subscribe button, be it on YouTube where you can watch us discuss this, or in audio-only form on your podcast platform of choice. Got loads and loads of other podcasts discussing previous events that have happened, some fun discussion topics, lots and lots of wrestling-based content for you to delve into speaking of which you've mentioned it already danielson and okada was teased following the blackpool combat club the duo of john moxley and claudio castagnoli They're actually in a losing effort teaming with shota umino against the current never trios tag team champions of kazushika okada hiroshi tanahashi and tomohiro ishii it was quite a brutal match, actually. If, you, if on your John Moxley bingo card of He Bleeds, you can check that box because Ishii did an almighty headbutt. He was like two or three feet away from him, just basically jumped towards his head and just headbutted him and Moxley's head just gushed blood as it is one to do. Brilliant, brilliant. But the big news came after the match when after Moxley eventually was able to get the microphone to work and thank the ring announcer for switching on for him, he said that kind of reference the fact that Okada has been like called the best in the world but he disagrees because they train with the best in the world and he had a message and it was a little promo by Danielson recorded seemingly at Red Rocks in Las Vegas and he effectively challenged Okada to a match and Okada seemingly said yeah let's do it and it was kind of a fun metaphor video as well, because Danielson effectively said, you're the one that makes it rain here in the desert. You can't do that type thing. So it's kind of like a fun, very deep metaphor type thing. But above all else, it looks like we're getting flipping Brian Danielson and Kazuchika Okada at Forbidden Door 2, which on my bingo card, I didn't have that down as a possible match because we were previously discussing, or I, I mentioned that, if they've said Omega is going to go to Japan, I think we talked about this off-air more than anything. They were mentioning he wasn't in Canada at the moment. He's gone somewhere else. So I thought, okay, maybe he's gone to Japan. He might recruit Okada. We get a tag team match. That's a logical thought. That's completely out the window now, and I'm excited. You can clearly tell you're excited. <laughs> but I think we all know who he's gone to get. Well, fingers crossed, he's gone to get Koto Ibushi, but... I don't know. They seem to be doing a better build for this year for Forbidden Door. You can kind of see where they're already going, whereas last year's was kind of hampered by injury and mm. things happening before the shows. And, you know, Okada was expecting a kid with his wife, so that he didn't know if he was going to be on the show until, like, the week before. Mm. Um, but definitely this year's is looking a lot better, and especially Okada and Danielson. Like, if that's what the level of what we're getting, hopefully they're teasing on Ring of Honor we might get Zach and Samoa Joe. Mm. And I mean, that's another one that would be pretty cool. And I mean, these are matches that I don't think me and you discussed. 
but they're matches I want to see. So it, it's it's all gravy with me. Like hundred percent agree, hundred percent. And there's a lot. It's just, there's a lot of. I have a lot more anticipation for the show now because I was already going to be excited for it because based on last year, I mean, you were there, so you can vouch for it from an in-person point of view. It was always going to be a fun show, arguably given everything leading up to it, injuries and stuff that had to get changed. The show massively over-delivered, even though it really shouldn't have been any a doubt that it was going to be as good as it was. Whereas with this now, they're setting the bar stupidly high. But do you not think like, with last year's show they say it's stupidly high? So they're going to try and beat it and pole vault it and mm. try and outdo what they did last year. And I mean, I was there, so that that helps. But I've watched it back on uh, VOD since I've been back a couple of times, in fact. And it and it's solid on TV, uh, on watching it at home as, mm. as it was in the arena. So I don't know. I think if it's done properly and we get no silly injuries and or whatever, we can we can definitely get a better card than we did last year. Mm. Completely agree. And the other big match that they've... Well, it's pretty much been confirmed because Will Ospreay defeated Lance Archer in a in a tournament final match because it was like a little mini tournament that, that began on the, one of the recent New Japan US shows to determine the number one contender for the US title. The final round was Will Ospreay and Lance Archer. They went balls to the wall for about eight to ten minutes in the opening match of Dominion. Will Ospreay came out on top, got on the microphone... And effectively said, I'm coming to Canada and I am going to destroy Kenny Omega. I am out for revenge. So it looks like we're getting Omega Osprey 2, which I think we alluded to it in our early All In Predictions video for London that maybe that might have been a match there. But from a New Japan storyline point of view, it makes far more sense this match is going to happen at Forbidden Door. It does. And I think that frees both of both gentlemen... Will and Kenny up for All In to do different things. Mm. If indeed Will is going to be on All In. Even though he's kind of seemingly self-confirmed. Already kind of confirmed. <laughs> even though he denied it at Progress last week. But that's <laughs> for another thing. But um, no, it does make logical sense. And I think it's the perfect way to... Again, another match. We didn't get Kenny last year at Forbidden Door. We didn't, did we? Because he was out injured. He was injured. Mm. We didn't get Dragon. So these two matches, straight off the bat, Amazing. I mean, there mm. was a third match that was kind of teased, but I don't think that's been announced yet. So we'll leave that be. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's potential other matches in general. You could. I mean, this is kind of just becoming a forbidden door early predictions thing now. Yeah. But from from my point of view, I would think we must get some kind of Bullet Club interaction because there's Bullet Club Japan currently being. I'm just calling it that. Being led by Dave uh, Finley. And then there's obviously Bullet Club Gold, or the Bang Bang Gang, as you'd like to phrase it, and as they like to phrase it, quite frankly, uh, which, of course, is Jay White and Juice Robinson, who seemingly now are going to be going after the AEW tag titles against FTR, based on what they're building up. But that's a great match. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this since Wednesday, or Thursday, when I watched Dynamite, and and the the more you sort of see it and sort of look at it in your head, you can see that that match will be really strong, Mm -hmm. because... I don't know, there's just... It's something I didn't know I wanted to see, but now I've been teased it, I kind of want to see it. Uh, I 100% agree. It's going to be really good fun. And there's been talk online that Jay White's been wasted since he came to AEW. And I wouldn't say wasted, because he's had some good matches, but... He has to be established in AEW. Exactly. You can't just chuck him in at the top end, and you have to establish him with the AEW audience, Mm. because 
he's familiar to a New Japan audience, but that's not necessarily the same thing. Mm. And I mean, you've seen him on there a couple of times for, for Forbidden Door last year, but you have to establish him to a newer crowd that might not necessarily watch New Japan. Mm. So, Which I think, and this kind of actually leads on to one of our bigger discussion points for today, like Takeshita. How he oh, was yes. brought in, had some freaking phenomenal matches, and you kind of wondered at some point, look, I love watching Takeshita wrestle. He has banger after banger of matches, but there comes a point where what you're going to do with him? And now he has turned heel, as we talked about in our review of, of the Anarchy in the Arena match as part of Double or Nothing. Don Callis came out before the crowd in San Diego with Takeshita. That was nuclear heat. I have not heard heat like that in years. Yeah, Dominic Mysterio has been getting very similar things on WWE TV, but for, from an AEW point of view, this was this was magnificent. Callis, you could, uh, there have been clips online of people in the building. You literally can't hear what Callis is saying. It's freaking phenomenal. And... To, to, there's a couple of other things to talk about from this because Callus has effectively said he wants to get revenge on Kenny for like, for kind of like almost like letting him down in some ways. Like a whole variety of things he you could sort of hear him say. But one of the bigger things to come out of it from a Don Callus specific verbiage point of view is he seemingly alluded to the fact that he's going to build some kind of new family potentially being some kind of new stable that he will will lead and one would assume that may be like the next long-term thing for the elite as a whole when the Blackpool Combat Club stuff we assume is over because at the moment it feels like it may be getting paused for the Forbidden Door stuff. We're in Forbidden Door month. Exactly. But it's that doesn't feel like that's over but is kind of a it's on the back burner for now. Yeah, it's kind of they've had the big battle. Everyone's getting over sort of their war wounds, if you will, and now they've got to sort of carry on and move on. But Don Callis potentially building a new stable with Takeshita being the centerpiece of which he then cut a little promo in Japanese, which I've got to say, what one was awesome, but two, the way he was dressed and his demeanor. Have you ever played the, the Yakuza games? I haven't. No. AKA Like a Dragon, and there's like there's various personas of like the Yakuza leaders of certain different groups of factions, and he just had an aura of someone of that ilk, just really high-ranking, you don't want to mess with him. When he has to get his hands dirty, you are screwed kind of thing. Well, I kind of... uh, I love the promo, I love the segment, and Takeshita as a heel, I didn't think would make sense, Mm. but after Dynamite, I'm like, amazing. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of, like, Yokozuna... Back in the the mid nineties, well, the early nineties, mid nineties, and like he used to, he used to have Mister Fuji as his like mouthpiece. Mm. I'm kind of assuming that's what Don Callis is going to be doing, but just the heat that he drew, and he did the promo in Japanese, and like I don't know, there, there was just you could tell it was it was nuclear heat, mm. and and if if he can keep that heat, he could probably get more heat than MJF in six months. Yeah. And I don't know, there was just something about it. It was, it was brilliant. Like, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. And hopefully Takeshita stays at the top of the, the Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be not an easy thing to do, but I think it's pretty much a, a good shout that Takeshita ain't going to be going down the card for a while now. If anything, it may be a point where we're going to want to see him wrestle and we're just not going to get it as often, but he will still be a presence. Kind of might be like, I'm not going to wrestle here, but I'll wrestle at... 
such and such a town, or like the bigger towns that yeah. AEW do. I mean, they've got some big shows coming up, so mm. I'd be interested to see how they use him at Forbidden Door. I was literally going to say the same thing. Will he be involved at Forbidden Door? Because I'm trying to remember, he signed to AEW, but I think he's still technically under a contract as well to DDT from that when he's in Japan. Uh, and, and as far as I'm aware... Uh, AEW has a working thing with DDT. Yeah. So I think uh, that wouldn't be a problem, as in yeah. him being on that show. Mm. But I assume, and this is just me thinking out mm-hmm. loud, that you would pr- hopefully, possibly see Takeshita and Koto Ibushi. Mm. As in, like, that would then kind of... be freaking amazing about it. Oh, happened. definitely. But, like, the, the feud of the BCC and the Elite could mm. simmer along on the undercurrent of the... Yeah. Forbidden Door card, and then they could pick back up after Forbidden Door. Mm. Just, just as a thought. Yeah, and obviously another element with Dominion that's been thrown in because I mentioned the BCC being over there, Mox and Claudio. Of which, if you've not heard the story of Claudio getting to Japan, it was sort of announced that the well at the time it was happening in the UK, like a few hours before the show, that their match was being moved from like sixth or seventh on the card, I think it was, to semi-main because Claudio hadn't arrived in Japan yet. And per Dave Meltzer, Claudio touched down as the Dominion event began, but the airport isn't exactly by the arena. So he then had to get through customs and everything and seemingly got to the show 20 minutes before they went out to wrestle. And the match was a freaking banger. So, And Claudio got over super well in Japan. I think partly because people knew he had had travel issues. and I think they were just really wanting to see him. But I'm not surprised at the same time that Claudio did well in Japan. It, it works it, it's so kind well. of The style he does and the way he is and his build, mm-hmm. you would think that he'd get over well in Japan. Yeah. Because he's like one of their heavyweights. Mm. So like, if it leads to Claudio being over there more, fantastic. Mm. But also as well, from a... What sort of phrase is? From a Japanese audience point of view... Obviously, he's been in pro wrestling Noah when he used to team with Hero over there and stuff. But from a New Japan perspective, he made his AEW debut at Forbidden Door last year, replacing Danielson. He did. So in terms of... That was a pop. So in terms of... A, it's a guy that Danielson outright said is one of the best in the world as well. So there, there is kind of like a little... A nice little story progression there in terms of Claudio's just overall presence. But it does make me wonder, now that... Mox has got back with Shota Umino again a little bit, and one would assume he's kind of an honorary Blackpool Combat Club member, given that he is technically Moxie's protege from a Japanese wrestling perspective. It wouldn't surprise me if we get some kind of Shota Umino and Blackpool Combat Club battle, battling together at Forbidden Door. Or... And and I only thought of this while you've been talking there for the last minute or two, but last year after... Bindor, we got blood and guts. It was like literally the dynamite after, wasn't it? It, it was indeed. Uh, and I don't see why they couldn't do that again with mm. BCC and the Elite. I mean, they could use Umino and Utah, mm. and then the Elite have got Kenny, and supposedly they might have Obushi. They could always draft in mm. someone else if need. If you were going to do six on six, you know, there, there's there's several options there. Mm. Depending on which way they're going to go. I mean, whichever way they're going to go, it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, I don't know, it's very exciting at the moment. It's going to be such good fun. But in terms of sort of other things happening on AEW, in terms of sort of the, the, the title picture, we mentioned for the tag team titles, it looks like the 
Bullet Club Gold are going to be the next challengers for FTR. On Dynamite, well, this week, Swerve is going to be challenging Orange Cassidy for the international title, which I know we've spoken a number of times about how this might be the one, like, that where Orange might finally lose, but part of me genuinely thinks Swerve is awesome in the ring, and you can imagine the caliber of matches he would have if he was champion as well. So part of me actually thinks if there was ever a time to get someone of a really high caliber of in-ring work to defeat him, not to say that anyone else before him hasn't also, because all of Orange's defenses have been freaking great. I mean, yeah, they've been good matches. Yeah. yeah, but I'm thinking Swerve might be a really fun change of direction for the international title picture as a whole. I think it would be, and it also leads me to think that we might get Chuck and Trent turn on Orange Cassidy at some point. Hmm. So I kind of figure that if Swerve doesn't win it this week, they might use that t- them turning and let Orange lose the belt that way. Because have you noticed, Orange Cassidy's been teaming with Darby Allen and different other pe- other people the last couple yeah. of weeks, and uh, and the best friends have been with Bandito a little bit. Near, like you yeah. know. Yeah, and the best friends have been with Bandido for a little bit to form Best Amigos every so yeah. often. So it does seem to have been not a rift, but they're sort of being divided a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously now Statlander's back, so technically the best friends are stronger than ever, as it were, as well. Definitely. Well, apart from Danhausen's out, but... Good point, actually. Good point. But um, speaking of Statlander, retained the title against Nyla Rose in a very hard-fought match. I enjoyed which, that. Very good match. Yeah, which was her first full match, for want of a better phrase. Yes since she returned at Double or Nothing. So, great to see, just putting it bluntly, great to see she just got through that match. Has had a proper, yeah, like, full she, match. She did, she did all her stuff in. She mm. looked good. She looked solid. Didn't sort of overdo it. Mm-hmm. I think it was the right sort of length of match. Mm. Yeah, that was good. There was, there was a freaking great moment. It may have been during the fight TV break, but there was a moment where I think Nyla Rose had, like, a Boston Crab or a submission on Statlander, and the crowd were booing Nyla. And Nyla just shouted back, "It's strategy!" Just really loudly. Just well, she's really funny. Like Nyla's ever, awesome. If you ever listen to her any podcast she's done, mm. she's hilarious. Like, or if you watch her like on Ethan Page's YouTube yeah. channel on the toy hunts and yeah. stuff, just really, really good she's fun. Brilliant. Yeah. In terms of elsewhere, when it comes to MJF and the world title, based on the post-match press conference and just some comments there were after the match that were recorded. He's basically saying you're running out of competition and he's kind of called New Japan an indie fed. So I imagine he's going to defend it against someone. It's just a question of who at this point. Go Ace. You reckon Tanahashi, maybe? Well, <laughs> me and you have had this conversation offline. Off camera, yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's Minoru Suzuki. Because I think that would be funny. The idea of MJF having to survive Minoru Suzuki is I just the best. think that, but at the same time, it would kind of build up MJF a bit more. As in, like, if MJF wins, which I'm assuming he would, but, mm. like, it, it would build up MJF's credit yeah. going forward. Like, oh, he's beaten Minoru Suzuki. And I, I don't know, I think that would build MJF a bit further, like, going forward. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that'd be interesting. But Tanahashi also makes sense. Yeah, that said, though, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, Tanahashi, you can tell he's feeling war wounds. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So there is an element of, I think Tanahashi will be on Forbidden Door. And he, he, he tag? 
maybe yeah. I mean, that, that's a logical sort of like a log- yeah. logical direction to go in, but. It would be cool. I mean, it would also be the second year in a row, technically, that Tanahashi's challenged for the AEW title because he faced Mox for the interim title. He did indeed. That was a cracking match. <laughs> so, Reminiscing. Actually, speaking of um, the title and whatnot, and for, for Bindor, more specifically, going back to Takeshita for a second, there was a wonderful piece of camera work, and we've discussed this offline as well, where Don Callis is describing Takeshita as like better than all of these legendary Japanese wrestlers. And then when he mentions he's also better than Okada, and the camera just happened to pan up a little bit, and it showed the Forbidden Door banner hanging above them in the arena. And you, you, that was when I first thought... If we freaking got Okada and Takeshita at Forbidden Door, holy crap. Obviously, we're not getting that. Then one would assume on Dynamite this week, the, the proper road to Forbidden Door will begin. But uh, but you know what? I guess let's stay on Forbidden Door. We're going to talk about a few other things, but let's stay on this. because I think it's a logical discussion point. In terms of other things we might get, I mean, I think we might have already touched on briefly, but like a potential Bullet Club Civil War type thing with the Bang Bang Club and Bullet Club Japan. Uh, Bang Bang Gang. Sorry, Sorry. Bang Bang Gang might be a a logical direction to go in for the show. Will there be an IWGP women's title match or the New Japan Strong title? Because Willow is that champion. I think this, I don't know if any of the stardom wrestlers, I I think, it, is it Tam Nakano who's the IWGP Women's Champion? I'm drawing a blank on that, so apologies if I'm wrong on that, folks. But I don't know if they'll be travelling to the US with them. So whether they'll be there or not, who knows? There's been some rumblings online there might be sort of champion versus champion dynamics. I think that's what they were going to try and aim for last year. Mm. But again, as we said, like, there was so many injuries and things. Mm. But... The Forbidden Door got open and the show was cursed, is what happened, basically. <laughs> someone rub- rubbed the wrong lantern. Yeah. Or someone dived into the wrong crowd and broke their foot. Uh, <laughs> as yes. it were. There you go. There's a callback. <laughs> so there's, there's lots of other directions they could go in with this. Actually, you know what I will say? I'll say it now. Based on how it went during the six-man tag match at Dominion, it wouldn't surprise me if we get Moxley and Ishii as a match. Because they were rekindling an old feud... Yeah, I can kind of see that, but at the same time, we just said, like, Shota Yumino might be over. Mm. So I could see Claudio, Yuta, Moxley, mm. all doing, like, an eight-man something or other. I mean, it might be an idea to have them four v the Bucks. And Hangman? And Hanger and Ibushi, perhaps? And, in, and in, insert unnamed never, friend. <laughs> or any other friends that might pop up from the past so okay actually let's let's touch on that then who else from what we can think of at the top of our heads logically could be brought into the fray be it from like ring of honor history maybe just like a one-time match Flint thing gordon hadn't thought of him i've actually not thought of him in a very long time well he didn't want to sign with AEW, did he and he didn't really want to sign with wwe mm. so he's been working like nwa in mexico a lot mm. um but that would be a logical thing. I mean, if you're a BTE fan, you kind of get that a bit more than if you're not. Yeah. Um, there, there, there is the one where I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. We're, so. We won't mention them for now. But there, there is another there, who is a logical person you could mention. Yeah. But, but given... But I doubt it. Yeah, doubt it. In terms of Omega's past, I'm trying to think. Obviously, Omega's Ibushi. Ibushi's the obvious one. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else off the top of my head that might be a logical assumption. Anyone else from the Bucks... I mean, heck, you know what? I hate to say it. <laughs> I mean, it might be a bit of a let down in the grand scheme of things, much as I like them. Brandon Cutler might be brought into the fray to be more just like thrown into the walls again. Or yeah, Nakazawa. but the thing is with Brandon Cutler, like, he's entertaining, he can wrestle. Mm. 
I mean, they just don't use him as a wrestler. Mm. That said, though, what if it's also an opportunity to bring in another wrestler from DDT? Forbidden Door might not be the right place for it, but they could very easily... There's like another... I mean, there's some great wrestlers in DDT whose names are escaping me right now because I've not watched it in like a good month or so. I mean, in a perfect world, I'd love to see someone like a Chris Brooks get brought in. Definitely, but, oh, definitely Chris Brooks. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I think yeah. he's just injured, injured his shoulder again, unfortunately. Yeah, he's had problems with that shoulder the whole, yeah. whole career. But there are loads of other people. And again, I'm just I'm drawing a blank just off the top of my head when it comes to names, but there's loads of wrestlers in DDT. I think you could go back and find a few. 100%. I mean, no, I mean, if you watch the GCW show, actually, the, or the GCW collective show that DDT put on over Mania Weekend, so many great people. What if it's freaking Yoshihiko? What if it's the blow-up doll? <laughs> 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 now, talking of the blow-up doll, didn't me and you go to a show in New York in 2019 and there was a blow-up doll? That was Yoshihiko. That, yeah. I remember that show fondly. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> I need. That to, would be funny. I need to see... <laughs> I've got this idea now, just like a, a one-on-one battle between Moxley... And a blow-up doll. And Yoshihiko. And also just Claudio just, just swinging him out of the arena. <laughs> just launches him in the air. As it were. Oh dear. No, I, I, but see, you bring up GCW. I mean, they have quite a frayed relationship with AEW. So, like, mm. I think if someone was going to come in from there, you would. I mean, what you could also go back and look at is like old PWG, where like the Bucks teamed with such and such. But Kenny used to team with Chuck. He did. But Chris Hero is. Uh, Putting feelers out now to get back in the ring. Is he? So, he's a friend of Claudio. If they want to bring someone in to oppose Claudio, that would make logical sense. Oh, mate, bring back the Kings of Wrestling. I'm well up for that. No, I mean against each other. No, I know, but in general, though, bring back the Kings of Wrestling. Well, yeah. But... I'm well up for that. So, um, yeah, I've sort of taken that on a completely different tangent again, but... We don't look, do like a good tangent. Don't we just? But either way, Forbidden Door is shaping up to be fantastic. Now, with all the matches that have been announced, or you think is going to be announced, <laughs> what, what with who's left, what match would you like to see? So, with who potentially is left? Um, I mean, like I said, Moxie and Ishii, I think, could be great fun. Because it would just be an all-out war, quite frankly, just two of them pummeling each other you mentioning mjf and suzuki i i'm not i'm not hedging my bets on it happening it would be really funny to see it though i'd like to see suzuki and Takeshita again great so good it would be good and it would it would advance a storyline but at the same time i think Takeshita would learn as well Mm. so it could kind of have a double triple advantage Actually, you know what I will say? One thing that I don't think... What, actually, people who probably won't be on the show based on last year... Yeah, I'm I've, I've going to discuss this with you in a minute. Yeah, uh, potentially the Luchadors not being involved who are AAA affiliated because New Japan has a working relationship with CMLL. It's terrible. They're, they're genuinely... I don't care. Like, it's a travesty that those guys can't be on Forbidden Door again. Mm. There's so many matches... That you could have, but we can't have because of some dopey agreement. I just drives me out the wall. Drove me out the wall last year. I mean, it drove a lot of people out the wall, like myself included. It was a real shame because Andrade didn't get to wrestle on it. The Lucha Bros weren't on it either because of that. And I think their match got pulled, or their supposed match got pulled really last minute as well. It was supposed to be Osprey and Andrade last year. Is that so? It was. And this year it's Osprey and Kenny. Holy heck, that's... 
that's kind of a different <laughs> thing, yeah. But um, but what about you? Have you got any other thoughts or predictions of what you may like to see? What you think could potentially be in the works? I mean, one would assume there's going to be a bunch of junior wrestlers there. Like, hey, Shingo, put him in a freaking battle against someone. Or, you, you, or I mean, Hir- Hiromu as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see Orange Cassidy defend the international title against someone like Taiji Ishimuri or something like uh, he, that. He's actually out injured now, unfortunately. Oh, nuts. Yeah, he got, um, he got injured during Best of Super Juniors, but someone of that ilk. Someone of that ilk, sort of, uh, sort of similar to Orange Cassidy. Hmm. I think that'd be I, nice. I uh, think, uh, with that in mind, then, a fun match could actually be Kushida against Orange Cassidy. Yeah, oh, yeah I forgot Kushida was back up with us from the... Uh, from his, from his from, excursion from it prison um, <laughs> well, he, had, he had a great super junior and we tournament. also got to remember Roddy Strong's back so Roddy Strong and Shingo mate <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm just booking this off the top of my head but... I mean hey like, what's Adam Cole's involvement going to be could he potentially get uh, ah him and Jay White given what happened last year maybe yeah but I feel that's not like a forbidden door match, those two could have a bang at oh good uh, sorry yeah it's... They, could, they could have a bang round any time yeah in a weird way <laughs> Phrasing. In a weird way, it's um, it is also kind of weird trying to remember now who is with who, from like oh yeah, a, like I know. a company point of view. It's also when you asked me that, I was like, um, <laughs> oh yeah, Roderick Strong and Shingo, that'll be a banger. That would be freaking great if that happens. Has that match ever happened before, like in ROH? I don't know, possibly. Like when Shingo, it, it, they were both there at the same time. Like when Shingo was on excursion for a while, like because eventually it ended up with him and Morishima for the ROH title. I remember. I would assume it has. And that was a great match. Someone Google it and tell us. There you go. Let us know in the comments. And on that note, folks, I think we're going to wrap up here. But thank you very much for listening or watching. If you did enjoy the video or podcast, however you've listened to it. Or watched it. There you go. Do let us know. You can find us on Twitter at UK, Or if you're on YouTube, let us know in the comments below. And if you did enjoy this podcast, why not hit that subscribe button? As I mentioned at the top of the show, we've got loads of other great podcasts on there that you can check out on a variety of subjects. So do check us out. Stay tuned for more content from Bunker Mania. We'll be back very soon with more podcasts for you to listen to. From myself, Jeremy Grace, from him, Tom Limbury. thank you very much for listening. Take care. See you next time.